Yesterday, we were told the ACC may be saved for now. Today, not so fast, my friend. Locked on Wolfpack. Let's go. You are Locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. back in everyone to another episode of locked on wolfpack thank you as always for making locked on wolfpack your first listen each and every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and of course here on youtube part of the locked on podcast network kenton as we mentioned here in the cold open we heard bits and pieces if you know the first start of some explanations from these acc meetings down in jacksonville and we were told by Jim Phillips that the the ACC is still, quote, unified. Today, it sounds like we're getting, you know, other opinions. We're hearing some other things, some other, some other chirps. We got some birds in the trees. They're saying something different. We're going to start here uh, from Ross Dellinger by way of Pat Ford, two pretty prolific writers with Sports Illustrated. And uh, this coming from Pat Ford in an article I'm going to touch on in just a second, but this reads, the ACC officials discussed releasing a statement in response to the Magnificent Seven, but an ACC source says, quote, we are not unified. We're unified until someone offers a school to go somewhere else and everyone is going to grab it, unquote. And then diving just a little bit deeper into this article from Pat Ford, Goes on to say, well, at least the title says, ACC on verge of splintering because of every school for itself approach. This is vastly different from what we were hearing um, after they concluded on Tuesday. Kenton, what do you make of this? I, I predicted that this was smoke. I think there's, you know, more often than not, when there's smoke, there's usually some fire. I think this is not even close to the end of this saga, but where do you stand now? Well, I stand the same place I stood yesterday because I still have not seen a single explanation that tells me how this makes sense for the schools. I have not seen a single explanation that makes the money make sense. For those of you who have ever played Madden, for example, right? When you try to trade players freely, when you try to trade your favorite players to your team right after they signed that big old contract with whatever team that they currently play for, even if it's just in play now mode, what happens? The salary cap comes into play. It it does, right? You know why the salary cap comes into play? Because money matters. Money matters. Money is what this is all about. That's what people are forgetting. This is all about, hey, we're falling behind in revenues. We don't want to fall behind deeper. Okay, sure. Again, I have seen multiple figures on what the buyout would be. I've seen multiple different numbers ranging from 100 million to 120 million to 125 million. I saw one that was as big as three teams combined had a $500 million potential exit fee, which if you divide uh, 500 by by that three, I want to say you end up with like um, 
145 or so times three, three, or 150, yeah, 145 or so, somewhere in that ballpark. You're like 166. Oh, 166. Okay. That, that, sorry, my math was a little off there. Either I way, this, I use the calculator. <laughs> either way, this thing goes, either way, this thing goes, the math is simple. The other conferences, they have the incentive to say, hey, Clemson, come on down, talk to us. Hey, Florida State, come on, come on, come talk. Hey, NC State, y'all so pretty. You know, you don't got to be second fiddle in our league. Come on over here. We'll treat you right. We'll give you a fair officiated. We'll give you all the things that you can't get over there. Come on. But what is the, the university's incentive? If you say, well, they'll, they'll get in a bigger deal. Sure, but can they afford the upfront cost? Is there a $120 million surplus laying around somewhere to be used at any moment? I don't think so. It'd be, it'd be fairly hard to believe that they have the, you know, a, a stack of cash sitting that high somewhere uh, within the athletic program, but it's uh, you know, it, there's a lot of, a lot of table shaking. It would seem, you know, you have, the report's coming out on Tuesday. You got the Magnificent Seven, potentially the Magnificent Eight with Louisville. Um, you know, that kind of faded when uh, Tuesday, no, sorry. Yeah, Tuesday came along. That happened on Monday. When Tuesday came along and Jim Phillips came out and said, no, 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 we're still unified. We're working on some new models for unequal revenue sharing. Not to worry. We're committed to staying here in the conference. Mm-hmm. Not so fast, it would seem. Then you have these new reports saying, you know, an ACC source, at least via Sports Illustrated, saying, no, 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 we're not unified. It just seems like we're kind of waiting around until somebody takes takes a bite from somewhere, from somewhere else. And, of course, like Kenton mentioned here, you do have these rather massive, uh, you know, monetary figures that are going to play a large role in this, and it's kind of being overlooked at the moment, just from the buzz of potential conference realignment. And, you know, we don't know how this is going to play out. Um, but like, just to, just to circle back here, I, I just, I think there's so much going on here that I don't think it just settles back down to where it was and everyone stays quote unquote content in the ACC. I think, sure. Like I mentioned yesterday, Sure, you can do this unequal revenue sharing and you can figure out new models for this to get these schools that earn it their more money to keep them happy. But I think that's still a ticking time bomb. You know, mentioned yesterday, the SEC and I believe it's the Big Ten, their their own deals are up before the ACCs is up. So if let's hypothetically, if everything stays the way it is now and ACC re-ups what they got going on, 10 years down the road, they're going to look and see more money going into these other schools and other conferences' pocket. And I think at that point, it's just going to be the, a, a game of coulda, woulda, shoulda. And so here we stand. You don't know which way this thing is going. I want to now lean over to David Hale from ESPN, who he is kind of on the other side of the fence in saying that, uh, you know, the ADs shot down the idea that we are trying to go somewhere else, not immediately, but soon, soon down the road. Um, No one, David Hale says in this article, quote, no one said problems are solved. No one's going to offer more money unless a school is clear of grant of rights, unquote. 
And then, you know, there's the, he got a he got another reply here. Let me pull this up. Sorry. Um, a person responded to David said, I'm not saying dissolve is the solution. I'm saying these schools know already if they have a landing spot or not. And David Hale emphatically comes over the top and says, and I'm telling you, they do not. Essentially trying to put out the claims that there is a lot more going on uh, behind the scenes. So you got both sides of the equation here. It's, it is take season. It's smoke and mirror season. It's rumor season. And it's exciting nonetheless. I, I don't even know like really where to land on this other than I think that this is far from over. I think there is a lot more that's going to come out even by the end of this week, but in the weeks to come and then subsequently over the summer and into the fall. Of course, if the landscape of the ACC were to change, yes, this is not something that's going to happen this year, next year, or even two years down the road. This is still in the distance on the horizon, but I don't know, Kenton. I, I, it, I'm sort of getting the inklings that the ACC may be uh, on the fence here. They, they could be at risk of uh, breaking apart. In the words of Harry Styles, I know it's not the same as it was. I know. I get it. Things will never go back to being what they were before this happened. But again, I need somebody to tell me what the sense is going forward. And and Grayson, let me say this. I 100% agree with you and everybody else saying that the ACC is safe for now, but three to four to five years. Yes, that is how buyouts work. As more time goes on, that buyout lessens year by year by year or whatever the case may be. Or even if the buyout doesn't lessen by year, you then gather up the money. You then tell everybody, hey, listen, we need to save up about $120 million. We need to tighten our belts. We need to get be real frugal, be real economically sound, be real capital conscious here, and get us $120 million to get out of this conference. Is that possible? Absolutely. Are teams looking at doing that? Probably. Probably. I am not disagreeing with that at all. What I'm saying is the ACC, people acting like this is the death of the ACC, let me read you a list of people, and I'm going to add some uh, an entity to it at the end of this. Rick Astley, the wonderful singer of Never Gonna Give You Up, Bobby Brown, Jeff Goldblum, Natalie Portman, Harrison Ford, George Clooney, Taylor Lautner, Justin Bieber, and now the ACC. Do you know what all of these groups have in common? What is it? Twitter killed them off before they were dead. Twitter killed them <laughs> off while they were still alive. Am I saying that these teams are singing Rick Astley's favorite song or, or famous song, Never Gonna Give You Up to the ACC? No, I'm not saying that these teams are going to be in the ACC for the rest of forever. But what I am saying is these are very hasty talks from a bunch of teams that I don't think put together the numbers on this at a high level to say, well, wait a minute. Is the Greta rights airtight? If we dissolve the conference, can we then just go around them and say, hey, we're not paying Mickey Mouse anymore? No, you can't do that. That's not how it works. There, there you go. Talk about that mouse again. You, you do not want the mouse involved. I'll tell you that much. Um, in this next segment, after a quick ad read, we're going to be talking about while we're on the topic of spending and money. I saw a, an excellent graphic today about the ACC football recruiting spending on how the top eight 
shook out. I think you're going to want to know how that looks, Kenton. But first, a read from our sponsors, Bird Dogs. Kenton, we both got our packages in the mail today. We're trying on our shorts. They are incredible. Zero hyperbole. Probably the best two pairs of shorts I now own. They are that high quality. And like I mentioned yesterday, everyone that I've heard of speaking about bird dogs in the past, they always go back to their fit, their comfort, and their versatility. I tell you, they went three for three in what I received in the mail today. So get yourself your own pairs of bird dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter promo code in all caps, locked on college, they'll throw in a free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order so i mentioned talking about football recruiting spending and kenton i don't know if you saw this this is uh this is eye-opening to say the very least um i saw this from our friends over at jwp sports they crunched these numbers and put them together in this graphic and i'm going to tell you what this looks like. You have your top eight teams here in the ACC um, quantified by how much dollars, dollar bills they are spending on recruiting. Of course, this is going to come to a shock for absolutely no one. Clemson is at the top of this list with just over $3 million in spending. Kenton, are you surprised? I'm not surprised. No, no, I'm, I'm not surprised by Clemson being at the top. Uh, I, now, if we're talking about the list, that's a different story, but we'll get into that later. Now, here's the rest of the list. This is where it gets interesting. Number two, UNC, $1.3 million in spending on recruiting. I'll just roll through this, and then we'll give the rest of our takes here. Georgia Tech, $1.2 million in spending. Louisville, just a tick over $1 million in spending. Virginia, $994,000 in spending on recruiting. Florida State, just a hair under nine hundred k at eight ninety nine. dollars Virginia Tech at 898, just on the heels of Florida State. And here you have little old NC State clocking in at $632,000 in recruiting spending. Right off the bat here, I got to tell you how good of a look this is for NC State in the sense that we are getting an extreme amount of bang for our buck. Because in just a couple seconds, I'm going to tell you why. Uh, based on the you know the results for these eight teams, but Kenton, what's your biggest takeaway from this list of eight? Getting a lot of bang for your buck is good. That's good. You know what I like to see? More bucks. More bucks. <laughs> yeah. If you if you do good things with six hundred thousand, when you're getting nearly doubled up by Georgia Tech, imagine what you could do if you went ahead and said, you know what, we need to match it. Imagine what you could do. We're discussing, and, and this is what, and I hate to go back to the granite rights with this discussion. I really do. But we're discussing these teams potentially dropping nine figures to get out. Nine. And NC State isn't willing to drop seven figures on recruiting. <laughs> I'm sorry, Grayson. I hate to, and, and here's the thing. For all of my Locked On Wolfpack listeners, y'all know we love y'all. Y'all know we do. Me and Grayson do not disagree on things for the sake of like clicks and all that. We, we're not that type of duo. And me and Grayson could not be further apart on this issue. This is one of the biggest black eyes I could possibly imagine for your university. With all that you've been doing, 
with all of the winning in terms of being one of the highest performing football teams in the ACC in terms of total volume of wins, total volume of conference wins, you would then think that there would be an intentional investment to say, I want to outspend everybody. If this is what you can do with nothing, I'll give you a lot. And I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to say what religion anybody should uh, be in or what, what deity anybody should believe in. But there's a book that says, if you are a good shepherd over a few things, I will give you many. There's a good shepherd in the house. Give them more to get a better flock. And that's all I got to say on it. So I'm going to finish my thought here in that, you know, I do agree because after seeing this list and then what I'm about to tell you in terms of productivity, yeah, NC State should be much, much higher on this list because if they were, who knows what we look like as a program right now. But getting into this, so I just took over the last five years, so dating back to 2018. I'm going to get Clemson out of the way because obviously uh, everybody knows how they have done in the last five or so years. In the last five years, Clemson has strung together 60 wins uh, of this group here. And now here's here's my favorite part. Second place of this group of eight, NC State with 38 wins. Look at look at Clemson, look at NC State at the bottom here at 632 in eighth place. And NC State is in second place of this list of eight. Third place is UNC with 32 wins. Um, they're, they're spending the second most, and they are in third place in terms of record. Fourth and, place, and you I, have Virginia. But before we get to fourth place, can I can I uh, just point out the fact that the team that's behind us, our rival, who we say we aren't little brother, is spending over twice as much as us. <laughs> Literally, in the words of Drewski, you know, I had to double it. That's what they did when they saw our budget. You I was, know that I was I gonna to wait to the end to kind of dance on them a little bit, but we can get into that right now. I mean, I, I just I. I'm again, I if I'm NC State, I'm looking at this embarrassed. I'm looking at this embarrassed. Yeah, it's great that you did a lot with a little, but guess what? You have a lot. So spend a lot. Do what you gotta do. Drop in those ducats. I know that NC State wants to say that we build the wall around the state, which I'm all for. I'm all for it. However, you're not landing the true top players in the state anyway, to some degree. And why not expand the net? Why not cast a wider net? Why not spend more to get better play? Again, if we look at the recruiting rankings, they very closely follow this spending, except for I want to say Georgia Tech is a little bit of an outlier there. But for the most part, uh, Louisville's recruiting exploded last year, had a ton of great things going. Well, look at that. Would you looky there? They're the fourth most spending. But it's not hard. If you are in a spot where you have to go out and go get those players, where you have to go out and do those things because they're not in your backyard, like a Florida State or like a Miami, go put the money in. Do what you got to do to go get the best. Yeah, Again, I mean, I, your, your, your rival can't outspend you two times over. You just can't have that. And t touching on Georgia Tech here, so Georgia Tech spends about double what NC State spends in recruiting spending. Could you imagine what NC State would look like if we were spending what Georgia Tech is spending, which is about $1.2 in recruiting? We've done 
so much with what we've spent, which is hilariously low in terms of what we've gotten out of it. I can't even fathom what we would look like if we had spent the, the amount of dollar signs that Georgia Tech has. I think we would have seen not just one 10-win season that's eluded us, but probably two, maybe even three. We would be an elite program in the ACC, probably right behind Clemson in terms of productivity, um, even though we are anyway with what we've shelled out now. And, and it again, I need to emphasize this as many times as I can. It is extremely low, embarrassingly low even. I think you said that, Kenton. It is embarrassingly low because, you know, I think a lot of people consider football to be the sport, at least nowadays, that associates with NC State. This this spending here does not reflect that. This does not reflect the success that we've had and where we're trying to go with uh, the program. So this kind of graphic, you wonder why we haven't quite been able to knock off Clemson at a you know a regular rate. This is why, because they're getting it done on the recruiting trail and subsequently getting it done on the gridiron. They're getting those top-notch players. That's why they are so good. And, you know, I, I can't pass up an opportunity to poke a little fun here. UNC has drastically underperformed with what they have spent. And Absolutely. so, yes, focusing on ourselves, we, we don't spend nearly enough, but we've outperformed our rival that spends way more than us. In, in a small Absolutely. sense, that is something to be proud of because that speaks to the, the level of talent development and coaching we do have here in Raleigh. That's all great, but... Imagine getting thoroughbred horses now to run. Hello? Exactly. Hello? I'm making sense, somebody. It's, it's not about your X's and your O's. It's your Jimmy's and your Joe's. Put in the money to go get the best Jimmy's and Joe's out there. Exactly. Put in the money. Put exactly. the money up. It's, it really is as simple as that. And so in this next segment, we're going to be wrapping up kind of our final thoughts here on this recruiting spending after a quick word from our sponsors. So, Kenton, this this graphic that we just posted up here, the recruiting spending, devastatingly low for NC State in terms of what we're trying to do as a program here. How do you see this improving? You know, I guess trying to tie this back into the the revenue sharing in the ACC, Mm -hmm. you know, potential changing of the conference down the road. We'll focus on that part later, but how does this change? How does NC state get higher up on this list and then subsequently net more wins to claim their relevancy in the ACC? I I think that it's very simple. Spend more, win more in the living room. Like I've said about these coaches all along, I have said from the jump, if you watch locked on ACC, you've seen me say it there. If you can win in the living room, You will see more W's on the board. It does not matter what type of system you run if your players are not sufficient. And this is not a knock against any players that we've had playing and starting and all that good stuff. Ain't a knock against them. But again, it is about your Larrys and your Joes. Go spend the money to get the best Larrys, get the best Joes, and we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We are already the third most watched team in the ACC with the comically low spending. That's where we are. It, it puts a whole lot of things into perspective here. Right. And I, I kind of equate it to 
you know, I'm sure several listeners have heard this at their job where their management says if they if they know that the employees are quality, they're willing to pay them more because they know that the job is getting done at the rate it's supposed to be. You look at this here. If if I'm speaking to the NC State Athletic Department um, and then, you know, narrowing that down into the football recruiting department, get out there and spend this money. Get your bands up. Get your bands up. It's Get going your to, bands up. It's going to pay off. Like Kenton, you mentioned that graphic. It also mirrors, per se, the recruiting rankings per year. Clemson is above the rest of that list. Louisville has been doing well on the recruiting trail, and that is that's no no coincidence that the 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 spending numbers are higher for those schools. If NC State goes out on the road and opens the pocketbooks. And not not necessarily writing blank checks, but you you have got to get your money up because we've been getting our funny up. Can you I understand? can I tell you something? Can I Go tell you something? It. If we got a nine figure, if we can even consider if nine figures to break a contract is in the realm of possibility, I don't want to hear nothing else about no six hundred thousand. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it no more. I want to hear it. I don't want to see nothing about it. I don't like it. It's ugly. It's a bad number. It's it's an embarrassing number. And again, this is not to say, oh, well, this means that we're not a serious team. And the co-. No, the coach is doing what they're supposed to do. Doran doing what he's supposed to do when he gets the players that he's supposed that he can. Thunder doing an amazing job of developing players that he gets here with, with what he's got. He's, he's doing what he's got. Uh, in the words of Mariah Carey, I'm doing the best I can with what I got. And they're doing that. But guess what? I want to see you do something better. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it at this because y'all know I like to use my quotes and I'm going to use one more quote. There's a, always people love to talk about the roads that grew in concrete. People love talking about the roads that grew in concrete. But what if we could put you in a beautiful garden? Maybe those petals get a little bigger. Maybe mm. that fragrance gets a little stronger. Maybe you bloom at the perfect time instead of too early or too late because you're dealing with people walking over you all day. Let's build that garden and and harbor a beautiful bunch of wins, a beautiful bunch of championships, a beautiful bunch of all the things that NC State has been, that Wolfpack Nation has been so long deprived of. If you spend it, you'll figure out how to get there. And if you don't know how to spend it and you you don't want to write a blank check, that's fine. But find a way to match those teams. We talked about UNC and how they're underperforming. They're underperforming in development. They're underperforming on the field. In terms of recruiting, they're getting some of the best. They're winning a lot of those battles. So spend it. Go do what you got to do to go get the best. And then develop the best like you've been developing what is so far the rest, and we'll figure it out. Taboo Corrigan and Dave Dorn, get those bands up, baby. You, we gotta. We have to do better. We have to do better in terms of recruiting spending if we want to be an elite ACC for now program. And you know, further on down the road, if we do want to dabble in conference realignment, this increases your value. If you are now, you know, you're showing that you're getting it done. You're getting in these high level recruits, and you're producing these results. That increases your. I guess your market value, I don't know if that's the correct term here, but you understand what I'm trying to say. You become more enticing to these conferences that are willing to pay you more money, but you got to get your money up 
first. Kenton, any final words? Again, I, I just would like to, you know, um, in, in the words of a, a, a very great man who's still alive today, known as the RZA, cash rules everything around me. Cream, get the money. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. I hope that that's what everybody walks away from this episode knowing. The dollar is important to college sports. We talk amateurism as much as we want, but when we talk granted rights, what matters? The money. Do you have the money for a buyout? Who's going to give you enough money to make it make sense if you do do the buyout? Is there more money to be taken out on the back end, even if you do get out of the conference in a buyout? When we talk about recruiting, are you spending the appropriate amount of money to get where you want to be? The champs are spending five times more than you. Five. And you think you can survive like that? You think you can get the best like that? If you believe that, I have oceanfront property to sell you in Raleigh, North Carolina. Don't ask me where the ocean is. Don't ask me where the property is. Give me the money first, and I'll talk talk to you about the property later. <laughs> Forget to Gibbs and myself. That's going to do it for us here on Thursday. As always, thank you for giving us another listen. Be sure to toss your comments in here. Let us know what you think about these new reports from the ACC meetings. Let us know what you think about this football recruiting spending. Where do you, where would you like to see us uh, sooner than later and how you think that's going to play out in the long run? Again, for Kenton Gibbs and myself, that'll do it. As always, go Pack. Go Pack. You are locked on Wolfpack, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.